you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski. Joining me here today, Andrew Roberts. And uh, yeah, we're doing another episode this time, this time while I am eating dinner or making slash eating dinner. But uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying this episode too while you're making, eating dinner, having a nice summer evening, whatever it may be. Andrew. You ready to talk some baseball? Yeah. So, first off, this has been, I would have to say, one of my favorite MLB seasons in a long time. I just, I feel like there's a lot that's going right. Um, and this isn't like, uh, the, uh, this isn't, sorry, let me, let me clarify that. This isn't my favorite season because the Red Sox are doing so well or whatever. But I just think there's something about this season that's different than other seasons. I, and I can't really put, put my finger to it. But I'm having a lot of fun. Andrew, I mean, do you feel a similar way? Yeah, I feel what you're talking about. I think just the competition across the league seems to be up in general. And especially, like, you can't talk about the season without talking about the AL East. Right. All five teams, I mean, the Yankees have a pretty good lead on the division, but all five teams very competitive, could have a chance at the playoffs. Only four maximum will make it. But right. It's been so exciting watching that divisional play, and then there's so many other exciting matchups across the league. I think it's been a fun one. What's going to be interesting, this is actually the last season with that much division play. So next year, the dynamics are going to change even more, which could make either less interesting seasons or even build on how interesting this one has been. Well, all right. Let's jump right into it then. Division by division. And let's start off with none other than the AL East. Um, easily the best division in baseball, and there really yeah. is no competition for that. When you have five teams at 500 or above, that's remarkable. Yeah. Now, let's talk about the Yankees first. By far and away, the best first half of any team in the MLB. They are absolutely destroying right now. Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge. Um, really leading the way hitting wise, I have to say Aaron judge is having one of the most remarkable seasons. Um, definitely a front runner for that a, uh, for the AL MVP award. Um, LeMay Hughes having a nice season, really everyone hitting wise, their averages aren't that high, but they're hitting a lot of home runs or their slugging is incredible. I'd say when it comes to the Yankees, like looking into the second half, I, I definitely think they're still going to be on top of the division. I definitely still think they're going to be rolling. 
but will they exactly keep the pace that they've been at in the first half? Not necessarily. I do see them slowing down just a little bit. I mean, deadline acquisitions could speed things up again. I'd see them looking into adding maybe another starter or some catching help because even without Gary Sanchez, the catching has still been a problem there. But yeah, I mean, I think the catching, the catching in New York has always been a little bit of a problem. But yes. the pitching for New York has been great. Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, who's in the All-Star game. Yeah. Uh, James I mean, Tallian. I mean, their starters have been mostly good. Their relievers, yeah, the Clay Holmes, starters. Michael King, Aroldis Chapman. Um, the list goes on. Their their bullpen is is very good. I'm really just being picky here with the Yankees. It's been a pretty unbelievable first half. So, yeah. I mean, obviously they are going to make additions at the deadline. Right. Um. The next uh, three the teams, and I'm going to lump them together because really they deserve to be all put into one group. Um, is the Rays, the Jays, and the Sox. Um, I think Tampa Bay, I think they're pretty much where I, about, where I expected them to be. I think that Shane McClanahan has had a very incredible start to the season. I really did not see this coming from him. Um, the team isn't you know, as good as it was last year and in previous years. I think we expected that um, when you're making so many changes. you know, That is what inevitably happens. Um, the Blue Jays have been disappointing, I think, by most people's accounts. Um, a lot of people had them winning this division. Um, they're currently sitting in third at seven games over 500. So, you know, they're not doing bad, but they've definitely they lost Hyunjin Ryu. Um, and they're just they're not getting the same seasons out of some of these guys that they were used to. The Red Sox, you know, I know a lot of people look at the Red Sox and they're saying, well, you know, they really didn't have a great month of July so far. Um, but when you look at the Red Sox, you have to contextualize it with one thing, starting pitching. And that's the one thing, you know, pitching period, we really don't have, right? I mean, we were winning games with Josh Winkowski and no-name guys, like guys I don't even know the names of, all right? With Sale out, Avaldi out, and, and plenty of other guys out. You know, I mean, it, it, it's been it's been uh, bandaid after bandaid for the Red Sox pitching wise. The bullpen is a disaster. Um, you really can only find maybe one, two guys in the bullpen who are you could say legitimately good. Um, everyone else is bad. Like, you, there aren't that many guys in that bullpen who are who are good. Um, hitting wise, the Red Sox have a few very good players: Devers, Bogarts, and Martinez, all hitting above three hundred. Um, the long ball has been a little bit of a struggle for the Sox this season, especially JD with only nine long balls. Um, That's surprising. Yeah, through through over halfway of the season, so he's and on pace. Too. Yeah, he's they're both well. He's on pace for under twenty, which is not a good sign from your DH. Um, yeah. But I think the Red Sox a nice reset. You know, the, the, again, the way they started out the season, I think that being three games over five hundred is a good place to be. Um, at the all-star break and you know there's a lot of season left so they got to have a good finish in July a strong August and and you know hopefully James Paxton can come back and hopefully Michael Walker can, can come back and, and and they'll help this pitching staff out a little bit yeah. so I mean I'm hearing the talk on the local radio like everyone's talking about this team just tearing it down but you have to think about the fact but the Red Sox have an enti- essentially an entire starting rotation on their IL right now. As soon as those guys come back, this this is a team that, with a few tweaks and a, some bullpen additions, maybe another bat, 
could be a contending team. The issue is all those starting pitchers out. So it's really a matter of whether you're counting on those pitchers to come back and make a playoff push. Otherwise, the only point in buying would be for a, a playoff spot, not necessarily a title. But I think this team at full health could be a contender. It's just a matter of whether they get healthy. Yeah, and, and I mean, do you agree with my points about the Rays and the Blue Jays? I mean, are you are we on the same page about those two teams? Yeah, I think they're in a pretty similar spot to the Red Sox. But one thing I will say, the Blue Jays may have underperformed in the first half. I do think they end up finishing out the season in second place in the division. I don't see them catching the Yankees, but I definitely think they're just a notch above the division. Yeah. Should be in and finally the Orioles I mean I think the team that we really did not foresee talking about a whole lot in this episode but a team that's been an absolute tear in the month of July I mean take it away what what have the Orioles done to become a legitimate playoff contender this July I mean This is honestly what we thought of the Tigers at the start of the season. They're, I think they're at a point where some of that young talent is starting to come to the surface. You see Mountcastle hitting the ball well. You see some of these young pitchers starting to produce. The issue is I don't know if they're quite strong enough to overcome the way the season started and make the playoffs. It's So I, I, do, I see them kind of standing pat the rest of the season. I think they're going to – just stick with this roster, see how it plays out, and next year go all in for contention. Because this team is close. I, I just don't think it's on par with the rest of this division. And if you see in, if they're going to be playing a lot of divisional games for the remaining stretch of the season, they right. are probably going to end up finishing with a losing record. It's not going to be anywhere near where they've been the last yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think the eight, the O's are, are buyers at, at the deadline. I think that I think they're standing pat. I don't think right, and, and the reason why is because I mean, you look at the division. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a tough playoff push no matter what. But I mean, when you got when you're 500 and you still got three teams above you, I mean that that's you know you put the you put the O's in any or the Orioles in any other division. I mean, they're above them. right. So they're they're basically. Right, and, and, and that's the thing. So I agree. I think that the Orioles, are they look good. I like Adley Rushman, Mountcastle, Cedric Mullins is playing well. I mean, they got a good team. Their pitching is 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 underratedly very good, especially their bullpen. So I look at the Orioles, and I'm, I'm very happy for the Orioles. They deserve this. All right, on to the Central. Um, the Twins, I mean, who saw this coming? I mean, I think I, I don't know if the Twins are good or if the AL Central is bad. Um, based off of what's happened the past few years with the AL Central, I'm going to go with the latter. Um, I'm not buying the Twins. I'm not buying at all. Me neither. I, I think that they're a above-average team in a below-average division. That's it. I think that they have a couple good players, but if you look at Javi Baez, one of their bigger signings, He's he's not playing up to snuff. You know what I'm saying? I, I think the Twins are good. They have some nice players. But this team isn't going anywhere in the postseason. Okay, I have a hot take for you. And the Twins, like, they've been really good. They've been slowing down. 
I don't think they're going to finish on top of this division. No, I, I don't either. I think it's going to be the Guardians. I'll get, I'll, I'll get to who I think is going to win the division later, but I don't think it's the Twins. I think they'll come close, be somewhat competitive the rest of the year, but there are other teams in this division that are on par close to their level of play. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and in that same note, the Guardians have been playing good baseball. I mean, they're playing just, you know, not the baseball we expected them to play. They're be, they're better than we thought, as always with the Guardians, by the way. I mean, that's the, the story every year. We always underestimate the Guardians going to the season, us underestimating what they can do. And once again, you know, the Guardians find themselves above 500 at the All-Star break, looking to make a postseason push, which I think they will do. I like the Guardians roster. They have a lot of very underrated guys, like Cal Quantrill's, like not a name that people know, but I think he's a very underrated pitcher. Like Andres Jimenez is so good. Like he's such a good defensive player. I really like him. They got a lot of good players. Miles Straw. I mean, they got a lot of really good players in Cleveland. I think the Guardians end up taking this division. Um, I think that they have the experience, and I'm picking the Guardians. I like it. I like that move. Yeah. And I'm going to say right now, the Guardians aren't the team I have winning the division either. There's a third team that I have. If you say the White Sox. Yeah, I'm picking the White Sox. I know that they had – I picked them at the start of the year, and I know they've had a slow start. But, like, they had a lot of injuries early in the year. Now Lance Lynn is back. Guy Alito's back. I think once this pitching gets into a groove, once some of the bats – pick up the pace a little more. The White Sox are going to come out on top in what's a rather easy division. I think they have the better roster on paper than the Twins and Guardians. And they've started to make up some ground against those two teams. They're up to 500 headed into the headed into the All-Star break. And I think they end up above 500 by at the deadline and make a push for the division. I like the take. I got to disagree, though. And here's why. There's one man on the White Sox that's holding them back. Tony La Russa. He's not a good coach. Yeah, you look at the whole Yerman Mercedes thing. They had, like, one of the best hitters in baseball to start last year, and then Tony La Russa just shits all over him, and then he's done. Like, and and, and so that, to me... Yeah, that was a mistake. That to me is why the White Sox won't be going anywhere this season. Yeah, it could still be impacting their hitters. I just think this rotation at full health. I agree, but Tony LaRusso makes a lot of managerial mistakes. And a lot of mistakes that, you know, 29 out of the I, – I, all the other managers in this baseball wouldn't – yeah. Walking um, Trey Turner, intentionally walking him with two strikes. Like, there's stuff that he does that not even on other managers' radar. I think Tony La Russa holds this team back. I'm not a big Tim Anderson fan. I think that Tim Anderson overrated. Um, that's the biggest thing that's changing my mind about the team. I think Tim Anderson has had a good last couple of months and that I expect it to continue to the end of the year. All right. Moving on, the Detroit Tigers, the most disappointing team in the – well, second most. We all know who the most disappointing team, but – Second most disappointing team. I mean, it just hasn't come together for them this year, has it? Eduardo Rodriguez hasn't been that ace they needed. I mean, they have some good players. Skewball is good. Yeah, it's been rough, but 
it's been disappointing too. Yeah, I, I think the Tigers. Like, I think we kind of knew the first half was going to be a little bit shaky. I think they do make up a little bit of ground in the second half as their younger players start to come to the surface. But, but I think like we're looking at their young talent versus the Orioles, and the Orioles. Young talent has come along further this season than the Tigers, so that could be a factor for sure. I do think the Tigers are going to flip some of their older guys at the deadline, so I don't see them trying to contend, but I don't see them finishing with a god awful record. Mm -mm. I don't either. The division's too bad, so yeah, they'll get some. They'll pick up some wins here and there because they have easy division competition. I see him winning 70 to 75 games. Yeah, and then the Royals, I mean, not much to say. They're going to be sellers at the deadline. Probably Ben Intendi's gone. Oh, um, yeah, Ben Intendi's long gone. I think Cronky's gone, too. Yeah, no, they're all right. I mean, not much to say. Finally, the West. Um, And no surprise to me, at least, the Astros are winning it. I mean, this team is too good, right? Jordan Alvarez. Best hitter in baseball right now. I'm going to say it. Best yeah. hitter in baseball. Jeremy Pena's had a pretty impressive rookie year. Jeremy Pena, fantastic. Jose Altuve, Bregman. I mean, you know the core. I still think this year's Astros, I mean, it used to be a hitting heavy team. This year's Astros. It's a pitching it's team. The pitch, yeah, it's a pitching team. And one man headlines that. Justin Verlander. I mean. Oh, yeah. Big comeback here. I mean, the man. Is like a ghost out there. I mean, he's like the Grim Reaper. He comes on the mound, it's over. <laughs> like, he is so good. And I don't know why people didn't expect this. He's a fantastic pitcher. So, I, I mean. The Astros have finally been able to move past their whole. Like, they, they were kind of like struggling in the shadow of the sign stealing scandal. Now they've gotten to a point where their rotation is able to carry this team enough. They don't need the bats going crazy, doing whatever they were doing in 2017, 2018, 2015 for the Astros to be a top contender. Yeah, I mean, Astros are fantastic. Um, now, personally, as someone who picked the Mariners to make the playoffs this year, I'm loving what the Mariners are doing. 14 straight wins, 51-42. and 42. They look great. This team is solid. Do I think this pace is going to keep up for the rest of the season? No. I have them at 86-87 wins to finish off the season. I, I just six on the dot. That, that was my prediction. I just don't know if it will be good enough. I don't know if it will be enough this year. Because there are three teams in the AL East, four teams actually, who are overperforming where I thought they would be. The yeah. Mariners are good. But are they good enough? I don't know. I'm not in love with their pitching. Even though it's been great, I love Julio Rodriguez. I just, I don't know if it's going to be enough. Andrew, what's your take on the, on the on the Mariners this season? So I talked about the Mariners as a boomer bust team at the start of the year. I talked about the guys who broke out last year, Ty France, Logan Gilbert, and were they going to repeat the seasons they just had? And they they have done just about as well as they could have. And I, I, I believe that they're legitimate long-term studs for this team. And then you have Julio Rodriguez who's having a little breakout of his own. And, yeah, they're not going to keep winning like they've won the last 14 in a row. But I do think they're going to be in the mix for the postseason. It's just going to come down to 
I think the Jays are a pretty secure playoff team, but them, the Rays, and the Red Sox, I think are going to be, and, and maybe possibly. I agree. If the White Sox come back in the way I'm expecting them to, they're going to be competing for those final two wild cards. Slots. Yeah, it's going to be a tight finish. It's going to come down to the wire. I think it's going to be a very exciting end of the season here in the American League. Like four or so teams competing for two playoff spots, or you could argue five teams for three spots because they're right. all central race. Right. Yeah. Um, then the Rangers, you know, they are a slow start. They picked it up a little bit recently. Um, I mean, Marcus Simeon had a bad start to the season. Corey Seager's having an okay season. He's not playing great baseball. Um, you know, Martin Perez, fantastic season. Um, other than that, I mean, it's the Rangers. Yeah, I think I think everyone knew this wasn't going to be the year that they were going to show out. Um, the team that spent so much, I would expect more. But at the same time, when you look at the roster around the free agents they brought in, there wasn't much there. I think the Rangers are going to need a little bit to develop their chemistry too because their best players are all guys who just came in. So maybe in a couple of years they'll mold together a little bit better, have more of a foundation around Steger and Simeon. But in the meantime, I do see them selling some of their shorter-term contract players. Yeah. Um, and finally in the AL East, or in the AL, and Andrew, I'm going to ask you to do something. Um, and once again – I'm right about the Angels. I mean, it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone that I'm right about the Angels. I, I say it every season at baseball, the Angels are going to be bad. I say it every year. And at the beginning of the season, when the Angels got off to a great start, everyone was saying, Michael, Michael, look at the Angels. Look how good they are. Look how good they are. They're going to make it this season. I promise you. Syndergaard and Trout and Otani, they're going to do it. They're finally going to beat the curse. They're finally going to be good. The stars are showing out. I blame one man for this Angels team. Who? And that man is Joe Madden. No, come on. Come on. Don't blame Joe Madden. Don't blame a scapegoat. Listen, Joe Madden was bad, but has this team been any better since Joe Madden left? No, because they don't have a good staff around them. They need to they didn't have a good staff. Listen, I think the point proves itself. Anthony Rendon, excuse me, was a bad signing. He would, yeah, he would, he was a bad sizing, injury prone, and you knew that, and you still went ahead and signed him. And now that he's out for the season, what are you gonna do? You're not gonna do anything, because the team's not gonna buy at the deadline. You're not buying when you're 14 games under 500. I don't think you're buying either. But, I don't think you're buying either. But like, I, I do think this team, eventually, in a couple of years, has the talent to. Contend. We've been like, saying that for years, yeah, though. I know. When you have Trout and Otani, it's really just like we've been saying it for years, Andrew. Andrew, this isn't a year. This isn't the first time this Angel team is disappointed. Yeah, it's like they disappoint every year when they have like the MVP of baseball and the former best player. No, you literally had the you literally have the best two players in baseball, arguably. Yeah, you have the best two players in baseball, but you have nothing around those guys. I'll say Noah Syndergaard's a cop. That's that's one for sure thing. He's been playing pretty well, but it's not going to be enough for this team. Listen, we've been saying it for years about the Angels. They're not a good baseball team. They're not fundamentally built. Yeah. Right? They're fun to watch. Fun to watch. We'll give them that. 
It's just a little bit sad that we're seeing Otani and Trout waste away their career. Their enti- I mean, and Trout's I wasted think- his entire career. This man doesn't see playoff I baseball. Don't think they're being dealt either. The Angels are not going to deal those two guys, even if they do. Hell no. They're not being dealt. It's just, it's, you know. So they're stuck. Like, that's it. I mean, it's a disservice to the game of baseball. Yeah. And we don't get to see Mike Trout and Shohei Otani in the playoffs. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like, this would be like if in the NFL, Tom Brady never made the playoffs. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a joke. And honestly, we know that, you know, we know the same thing's going to happen next year, too. So, yeah. why don't we call I, DOA on the same? Yeah, right now. This this is proof enough. I mean, this team is not only bad; they're atrocious. All right. Yeah, the, 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 they'll be like I, I, I see them finishing with seventy to seventy-five wins, but nah, I got them at baseball. That's atrocious. I got them at sixty-five. You got them at sixty-five. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this okay. team's gonna blow up. It's a team game. I'm blow up. All right. Finally, athletics. They suck. We knew that. No one cares. All right. Rebuilding team. Yeah. <laughs> gonna be that way or what? All right. We're gonna take a quick pause. We're gonna get up to the NL on the back half. All right. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. National League time. All right. Start off with the East, and I'm I'm feeling pretty good about my predictions for the East. I'll tell you this much, Andrew. I had the yeah. Mets winning, and I had the Braves making the playoffs. I'm I feeling pretty good. The same order for the NL East, aside from I mean, it might have been the different bottom two, but I mean Mets, Braves, Phillies, that top. I listen, listen. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say anything positive about the Mets. I'm gonna hold my breath because I know at any minute this team, you know, some freak injury happens and that's it. Yeah. So I'm gonna hold my breath. All I'm gonna say is the Mets, great start. Let's see if we can keep yeah. it up. Yeah. What I want to see out of the Mets, I want to see them add some, add a couple, a bat or two at the deadline would be good because this team has a good rotation. But if they if they want to avoid a choke, I think they're going to need a little bit more out of the line. Yeah. I was talking about the Braves. What? I mean, we knew the World Series hangover, you know, the World Series slump was going to happen. Great rebound, though. This team, yeah. awesome. Can tell why they're professionals. Austin Riley, Travis Darnude. Just imagine if they still had Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Well, they should they have Freddie. Should, because his agent, agent screwed him. That's story for another day. But. I mean, even with Matt Olson as his replacement. No offense, Matt Olson's great. We love Matt Olson. All right. But imagine having them both. You'd have a <laughs> that'd be ridiculous. That's Anyways, they're one hole. We digress. I mean, this team is great. Their pitching is just as good. Max Fried. I mean, you know the boys. Yeah, and they have these rookies like Spencer Strider that are immediately contributing to the rotation. Listen, it's going to be Mets, Braves, 1-2, whatever order you want. They're both making the – well, they both should make the playoffs as of now. I agree. Moving on, you know, I mean, the Phillies have been good. But same, same old, same old with the Phillies, I think. I mean – they're good, but not good enough. Yeah. And, and that's the way it's going to stay. Um, you know. Like, like, yeah, they'll be, like, in the mix for a wild card spot. 
Without Bryce Harper, it's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think Harper, I mean, look, comes back before the end of the season, then the, then the Phillies could maybe fight for those last few games, try and sneak into the playoffs. But even if they do make it, they're going to have to overcome teams like the Mets, the Braves, the Dodgers, the Padres. That won't happen. No, it won't. And then, you know, the Marlins have been nice. Some great pitching. Sandy Alcalantra has been absolutely remarkable. Um, great pitching. You know, not much else in the lineup yet, but they're all right. And then you have the Nationals, um, who, if the season couldn't get any worse, looks like Juan Soto's bye-bye. I think Josh Bell goes with them, too. So this team is probably going to be in for a pretty – Rough finish. Yeah, it's probably going to be a, a, a long rebuild for this team. I, I mean, Juan Soto is my prediction. I think he's, I don't know about which team, but I think he's most likely headed out west to the NL West, whether it be the Dodgers, Padres, Giants. I think one of those teams is going to fight. Send a huge prospect package, but it'll be worth it to be. Listen, Juan Soto's don't walk through your day, don't walk through your door every day. You know, I mean, He's absolutely remarkable, and he deserves to be on a better team, by the way. Yeah, I think in that NL West, that would be a good spot for him. Competitive division. But yeah, just please it. don't go to the Dodgers. That's all I ask. Yeah, I, I think mean, he's going to San Diego. We'll see. Slam Diego, baby. All right, the Central, we have the Brewers and the Cardinals. I mean, we expected this. We knew the Brewers and Cardinals. I mean, I expected this. Excuse me. Um I had the Brewers being my wild card, Cardinals being my uh, division winner. I, I think I had Cardinals winning and then Brewers like just out of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, we expected this. The Brewers pitching has been very good. Um, you know, name drop, name drop, name drop. I mean, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff. I mean, you guys know you know the names. They've Josh been fantastic. A little bit disappointing. Though. Josh Hader? Yeah. Yeah, well, we don't like racists. So, I mean, you know, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Cardinals basically on, you know, their up teeth, you know, farewell tour of some old guy. Um, <laughs> that would be Yachty and Albert Pujols. I mean, we hope they get a run at the, at the crown this year. That'd be awesome. Adam Wainwright has somehow found the fountain of youth and he's so incredible. Um, you know, outside of that, Paul Goldschmidt's having, you know, one of the greatest seasons of all time, just under the radar, I guess. Um, yeah, Nolan Arenado has been, you know, remarkable. Um, they have that. What's their second baseman's name? Um, Nolan Gorman, the rookie. No, the other one. He's on my fantasy team. What's his name? Um, uh, not Harrison Bader. He's been good though. Tommy Edmond. Yeah, Edmond. Edmond's been good. The team's been good. Tyler O'Neill's kind of taken a step back, and Dylan Carlson hasn't been quite what we expected. But I do think those guys have a little bit of a rebound in the second half, and the Cardinals edge out Milwaukee for this division with both in a playoff spot. Oh, by the way, sorry, just to mention about the Phillies, Kyle Schwarber, he's very good. Just had to mention that. Um, Do you think it's Cardinals coming out on top or the Brewers coming out on top? No, flip a coin. I mean, I want the Cardinals because I think they're more fun. But, you know, the Brewers, you have the pitcher, so we'll see. Um, the rest of the division is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, 
Pittsburgh, all I'll say is Bednar's gone, so you can say bye to him. He's going. He's probably going to Boston at the deadline. That's where I would want him. I love Bednar. Um, O'Neal Cruz, he'll be fantastic for a couple years until the Pirates trade him. He's a lot of fun to watch. Um, yeah, the Pirates are better than expected. They're winning games this time. They're not last in the division. So yeah. me as a Pirates fan, hey, as a Pirates fan, it's a great year for baseball. Yeah, I, I, I mean, they're fun to watch at the very least. Love the story with O'Neill Cruz. And then Cabrian Hayes is on my fantasy team. He's been playing pretty well. He's had a nice first full year in the MLB. Hey, and they swept the Dodgers. So, there's that. Yeah. Um, the Cubs suck. We knew that was going to happen. Um, yeah. So, for some reason, they still think they might buy at the deadline. I don't understand that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I could see him landing like Joey Gallo or something because. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Reds finally, um, I think it's rumored that they might sell the whole team at the deadline. Um, <laughs> Auto, I think, is gone, and I've I've heard Mally's on the way out too. I've yeah, heard these guys are going to be gone. They already started that sale this off season. That's only going to continue. Yeah, it it, it it's yeah. like a. It's like a yard sale with two people. It's like a yard sale. No, it's like an estate sale with like the uh, like the the great niece, like people who don't even know the owners, like the people who died. And they're like, listen, we don't want this stuff. We're just going to sell it for pennies on the yeah. dollar. Like that's how I think about how it. How bad they start the season. I can only imagine what's going to happen after they sell the whole season. Yeah. Like- they were like two and twenty to start the year. The Great American Ballpark might not be so great anymore. Um, finally, the West. Mm, what do you expect? The Dodgers are fantastic. We knew that going in. I mean, if they weren't, you know, that'd be something to say. Um, Kershaw. Or a better record than the Yankees, even though the Yankees were far ahead to start the year. It's the Dodgers, man. You can't count them out ever. Um, San Diego's having a nice season. Um, you know, they're doing a lot right. Joe Musgrove's pitching well. I mean, what can you say? I mean, and this is without Fernando Tatis. Once he's healthy, this Padres team could be even scarier. And then if, I, if my one soda prediction comes through that lineup, Machado, Tatis, and Soto would be unstoppable. Pretty deadly. Um, the Giants are, you know, they're five games about 500. We knew they were going to slow down a little bit. Um, they're a good team. They might sneak into the playoffs. They might not. Um, yeah. What I've seen from them is, like, they had a lot of guys come back to life, older guys come back to life last year. Some of that has stayed into this year, and then some guys like Brandon Crawford, for example, come back down to earth. So mm-hmm. I, I still think the Giants could be a playoff team, but not going to be a top contender like they were last year. Um, yeah. Finally, the Rockies doing exactly what they needed to do. Um, by that, I mean doing exactly what they wanted to do. Um, you know, winning um, games at home, bringing the fans in, bringing old-ass Chris Bryan in, bringing more fans in. Saying just around 500 to establish mediocrity. Um, you I know. Mean, I wouldn't count out. I, I think some of these pitchers have been performing pretty well despite being at Coors Field. 
I think they can get some good value for these pitchers. Yeah. If teams see an opportunity for, like, Chad Cool, Jose Urania. Yeah, I think Chad Cool's probably gone at the deadline. And then Arizona. Um, you know, better than last year, I guess. Yeah, and there's still going to be a while before they're contending again. But I think that they've avoided the title of worst team in baseball. That goes to Oakland. Yeah. Um, overall... I mean, you know, there are a lot of names. You know, Kevin Gaussman's having a nice season. I mean, a lot of a lot of people that we miss, and we didn't try to, you know, take too much time in this episode going over each team, mulling it over. Um, <clears throat> I have to say this might be one of the first years where my divisional predictions are remotely close. Um, yeah, it's been a pretty predictable year in general, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, there have been some teams who have been a little bit better. I'd say the AL Central has yeah. been surprising for sure. Yeah, the two biggest disappointments of the season, I mean, obviously the Angels with Trout and Otani, but then the White Sox, I think that's that's a recoverable one, but so far I've been underperforming. Let me ask you, um, going to the second half of the season, which team is most likely to bust and fall apart, and which team is most likely to rebound and make the playoffs, in your well, opinion? I'm going to stick with the White Sox as my rebound, like mm-hmm. I've been talking about, but in terms of a bust, I mean... I hate to say it, but I'm worried about the Red Sox. Like, I think, I don't know if they completely bust, but in this tight AL wildcard race, I just think the Rays and the Mariners have a better shot at the playoffs than the Red Sox, especially if all these pitchers are going to stay injured. I, I mean, another close second. Another close second, I mean, potentially could be the Twins, like I was talking about in the AL Central. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Red Sox, I think, are going to fall just short here. My prediction, I agree with you on the White Sox. I think it's the most likely team to rebound. As for the biggest bust, second half, I'll list the four teams in order, and they're all from the AL. Number one, Tampa Bay Rays. I don't like their lineup. I think that they're a little too meshed together. They got some yeah, injury problems. I, I, could see the I got them as a bust. That's possible. Number two, the Mariners. They had a great, you know, last month. However, the Mariners always seem to have some problems late in the season. That's number two. I'm going to exclude the Twins because I don't really care about the AL, AL Central. Number three. The Toronto Blue Jays. There's something a little funky to me about Toronto, and I can't quite place it. But to me, I feel like they should be so much better. And they're not. I know they've been playing a little bit better of late. They're saying there's a reason for that. I'm saying there's something off. I'm saying I got a little uneasy feeling, and four would be the Red Sox. But I don't see a bust from the Red Sox. I think at worst they stay where they are. And the reason why I say that is because this team is going to be buying at the deadline. They better be buying pitchers. So, I mean, some people think they're selling, but I think they got to be buying. Yeah, I, I don't think yeah. you sell this year. But anyways, number one, I think it's the race. I don't trust them. I don't trust McClanahan. And some of these guys, you know, I'm a little bit nervous. They're a bad road team. They're not just a bad road team. Let me, let me clarify that. They are a – Talking about the Red Sox, Jays, and Rays busting, does that mean Orioles make the playoffs? 
I'm not saying all those team busts, but I'm saying either the Rays, the Blue Jays, or the Mariners are going to bust. And I think that opens the door for the Red Sox. One of those three yeah. teams will not make the playoffs. I, I, I could definitely see that happening. I think, like, the, I, I mentioned the Red Sox as my bust, but honestly, it's hard to pick a bust that, yeah. like a team that's going to completely fall apart. Because I think the okay, teams, let, let me, let me, the let me. That are, that are, the teams that are doing well right now are going to buy at the deadline and stay in the mix. So let, let, me, let me give you a point. The Tampa Bay Rays have played 59 games. Sorry, 49 games at home so far. Just over halfway through the season. So that means they got 32 games at home left. They're an, a, they're below average away, and they got the majority of their games away. The Red Sox, on the other hand, have played more games away than home, and they're about even at both. The same is true with the Blue Jays, who have also played 49 games at home. So they're in their 20 and 24. Two bad road teams yeah. going on the road for the majority of the second half of the season. Let me just throw yeah, that out. That could be tough for those two. I mean, what I will say about Tampa Bay compared to, I mean, Toronto, I do think, is up for the challenge. But Tampa Bay, I was never a fan of their roster on paper. It's hard to argue against. Shane McClanahan, but and am I predicting them straight up in my like rest of season predictions to bust? No, but could I see it happening? Yeah, absolutely. And if they do bust, that I think easily opens the door for the Red Sox to make the playoffs. Let me go back to my preseason predictions just just to refresh everyone's memory. All right, I had Tampa missing in the, the playoffs. I had Tampa missing as well. I had the Red Sox win the East. We know that's not going to happen. I had the White Sox win the Central. I think Connor, uh, sorry, Andrew and I both agree that's definite possibility. Um, I had the, excuse me, the Astros winning the West. Yeah, I had the Angels. That, that's like long gone. And then I had Blue Jays, Yankees, Mariners. So I think I'm going to get, I think I have a good shot at getting every playoff team correct. Maybe not in the right order, but every playoff team correct. Yeah, I think the wrong one for the most I mean, the most I can get right is five out of six because the Angels are out of it. I, I pick if any team to make it, like, of the teams I didn't predict originally, I'd say the Mariners are the most likely of the teams I didn't have in my original prediction. Now in the West, I have the Braves winning the East, Cardinals Central, Dodgers West, Mets, Brewers, Giants. I only think that the only change, Giants are out, Padres are in. I think I got everything yeah, else. But hey, give me credit. I would say out of all the teams, I'm so in play for every one of them. So I think I'm gonna get 11 of 12. That's my prediction. 11 of 12 playoff teams. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think I'll end up with at least like two out of two out of her. I don't think I'm getting the 11 out of 12. Yeah, well, that's only for the pros, Andrew. Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe one day. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us here today. What an episode it was. A marathon episode, sort of. Um, absolutely one of the most fun episodes we do all year long. We'll be doing a all-star review, our, our criticism of the all-star game, our likes of the all-star game coming up soon, hopefully. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, for Andrew, for joining us. Have a great day. The game on. 
one shot, who would you rather have taking it, Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State, open shot, fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth, you better hit it. I want Iguodala 